Hello, this is uh, Dr. Robert Hessing Jr. This is going to be episode six, Dental Woes Be Gone. And today we're going to kind of talk about my recent experience going to the dentist. After a recent cleaning, I was informed I, I needed a new crown, of which then I was informed I needed a root canal. $3,000 later, I've got a really nice pair of teeth back there, but it cost money. And that's what we're going to talk about. Little things like dental bills really start to take the toll when you're retired and on fixed income. I hear it all the time. One of the first things when my clients call me, it's, Robert, I need $5,000 because usually it's a dental bill, a root, couple of root canals, Maybe they need a dental implant, right? Second request, oh, there's some water heater broke. I need a new car. And the third is, I want to go on a vacation. Now, what we're talking about here is maybe eliminating that number one, that dental expense in the future. So we're going to have to worry about that. But to, to make sure we take care of that in the future, we've got to deal with today. Because what we want to do is start today to manage the dental experience and the dental cost. And why is it? Well, it's because it's expensive, right? You know, the average dental cost, with or without insurance, interestingly, is around $1,000. So if you look at whether you're paying with cash or using your dentist, dental insurance, the bill kind of comes out the same over the year just depends on when you pay, how you pay it. Now, when we look at total overall health care and medical expenses, the dentist bill is about 20 to 25%. So almost a quarter of your annual spend is just going to your, your, your dentist, right? So we want to maximize that as much as we can. Because when you're on a fixed income, 25% of your expenses cannot be on your dental bill because you're not going to have enough money to cover everything that's going on. I know, I see it, I get those calls, right? The other thing from some of the research, doesn't take much to push people over into uh, debt. About 7% of people have reported going into credit card or some kind of financial debt because of a dental expense, and at a, at a cost of $1,000 uh, isn't very high, which is kind of similar. In uh, 2005, there was a Harvard Medical School study looking at emergency room cost and bankruptcies. And I think the average cost was around eleven dollars to $12,000. So it doesn't take much to push people over the edge. And we surely don't want a $1,000 dental bill to cause any problems now or in the future. But to do that, we've got to be smart, we've got to have a plan, and we've got we to gotta get going. Kaiser Foundation reported that one in four non-elderly Americans have untreated tooth decay, right? They're just not going, primarily because they don't want to worry about the spend. They don't have time to, to, to take away from work right? So they just don't go. And that becomes an accumulated problem 
that eventually might have been just a simple cleaning, now transfers over to cavities and maybe extractions. And then that starts taking its toll. When we look at uh, a breakdown of out-of-pocket expenses, on the medical healthcare side, you know, doctor's visits, prescriptions, uh, only about uh, 11% of that cost needs to be out-of-pocket. A good majority is provided through insurance as well as through federal and state uh, monies. Whereas on the dental side, out-of-pocket is about 42%, right? So a good number of it, even if you have dental insurance, you're paying some kind of -of out-of-pocket expense. Now, one thing we do know in retirement, there's no Medicare coverage uh, for uh, dental bills. So when it's time to go on to Medicare, you really need to think about, are you going to do private pay or are you going to buy a standalone? And this kind of gets to, you know, how are we going to do that? You know, how, how do you, if you do cash, you got to work with your dental provider to maybe give you a discount because of the cash. Maybe it's a 5% or 10% because it benefits them. They don't got to go through the process. Their assistants don't need to be on the phone for an hour and a half, on hold, waiting for the dental carrier to approve <clears throat> or to to give them the fax number for the paperwork. So cash can be very helpful. Now, on the private insurance side, you know, you need to look for some of the major brands, have good programs to start with. Maybe your alumni group or your credit union, or your bank has access to kind of this standalone group plan. So when you're evaluating that, we need to look at three factors, the premium, deductible, and then the maximal annual benefit. Now, the monthly premium is going to be predicated on whether it's a single or a family plan. Uh, Is it the kind of like the bronze basic plan or you go on, you know, platinum with everything. Uh, so that can vary. The deductible is, you know, normally about 50 to to $100. And that usually is when you're doing some more of the, the higher end basic uh, services. Uh, most preventative services, the cleanings, the x-rays, those are done without the deductible. And then the annual max spend is, well, how much is the dental carrier going to help cover in a co-sharing benefit? And that usually is around $1,500. So that means after you do your deductible, then they're going to kind of help cover up to $1,500. And then everything above that is going to be out of pocket. Now, we talked about the average spend is around $1,000, so you're under that 1500 but it won't take long to blow through 1500 if you have a couple of root canals or extractions or even crowns. So, you know, at the minimal level, we have the preventative services, which is the the cleaning, the dental exam, the x-rays, sealants for maybe the younger kids, uh, although they're starting to provide sealants for adults nowadays. Uh, 
then the next level is the basic procedures. You know, those are the fillings, the extractions, the root canals, you know, the treatment for the gum disease. Then we have the major procedures, the wonderful crowns, bridges, and dentures. <clears throat> so those are what are usually in some of the standalone plans. Uh, braces are not typical of a standalone. They're mostly related with some of the group plans, although you can find family plans that might have uh, some uh, braces component, but uh, they're very costly, uh, and you, need, you just need to really be mindful of that. So if you're on a group dental plan, you know you really want to make sure you're taking full, ad full advantage of it. Are you going twice a year? Are you getting all your fillings done? Are you making sure you're staying on top of uh, your dental uh, regiment, right? And this kind of gets to, well, what are you going to do to help the future? And it's just like your, your dentist. You know, you got a brush and you got a floss, right? Very simple. It's not brain, brain surgery. It's brush and floss. Two times a day, three times a day, you know, just get a set pattern. As you hear on the commercials now, two minutes at a time is really what's required. You know, hum a song, have a song on your smartphone that you listen to while you brush your teeth, but you got to brush and you got to floss. You know, whether you use the, the mouthwash, that's a whole separate story, but you need, you need a plan because we're talking about helping the future, right? We want to talk about reducing the cost for the future. Now, one of the other side benefits of taking tip-top care of your mouth and your teeth and your gums is some of the associated benefits with health, right? There's kind of a connection, although it's not causal, it's not preventative right now, is that it's been shown that some gum disease might lead to heart disease, right? Now, there hasn't been any studies that really show that, oh, if, we, if I had just reduced my gum disease, I wouldn't have needed the, the heart surgery, right? But there is some linkage that suggests there is some kind of connection. And it kind of makes sense, right? You get your, your, your mouth is a very thin, porous uh, tissue. Uh, the blood connects uh, that goes through the entire body. So if you've got... Uh, infections in your your cavities, your your gums. It seems reasonable that might get in the blood, which then might be distributed through your body. So you know that's a very good solid reason to take good care of your mouth. Because really, besides taking care of your mouth, you're taking care of your health. So as a consumer, you just need to shop. You need to compare. You need to plan. You need to realize that you will have some bills in the future when you're on a fixed income, you know, where's that money going to come from? You know, you need that bucket. That's the, the liquid bucket, whether it's just savings or some kind of investment that's not in a taxable retirement account, because you don't really want to tap into your retirement account for a $5,000 dental bill, because when that money comes out, it's a taxable event. So these are all the the little slices of financial advice I like to use and give to people because we got to work on saving those dollars in the future because 
it's going to be expensive, and we don't want to be paying uh, needlessly if we don't have to. So as always, this is for your education. Uh, I don't provide medical, legal, tax, or dental advice, although I do offer dental insurance in certain states here in the Pacific Northwest. So if you're interested, you can contact me here at Centerpoint Advisors at uh, 5 Centerpoint Drive, Suite 400, Lake Oswego, Oregon, 97035, or give me a call, 951-533-1563. I'm Robert Hesslink. I'm the host of the Wealth and Wellness Podcast. I hope you enjoy these podcasts. I really take my time to make sure it's, it's something of interest, it's something that's of benefit that you can use now, and more importantly, it's going to help you save money in the future. Have a good one. Take care and see you next time.